It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 11th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we'll talk all about Wednesday's win over the Memphis Grizzlies. A really impressive game from the Orlando Magic. Uh, uh, just overall, especially for a preseason game, doing a lot of really, really good things. And honestly, I thought played one of their better games and exactly how you want to see them play. So we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit on today's show and talk about Jonathan Isaac's return to the lineup. But before we get into any of that, you can, of course, and you should be listening to Locked On NBA this week. This week is our annual NBA preview. All the Locked On hosts from all 30 Locked On podcasts, or the team podcasts at least, contributed about five to seven minutes on their team, preparing you for the season. So if you want to know all about every team in the NBA, this week on Locked on NBA is your place to be. David Locke discusses the teams as well. Josh Lloyd of Locked on Fantasy Basketball gives his take on every team too. You get all the perspective on all 30 teams throughout the course of this week. Go to Locked On NBA on iTunes, download it, subscribe to it. It's a good place to go throughout the whole year. And listen to the experts from the of the teams themselves discuss and preview their upcoming season. The Magic, uh, I believe, are up Thursday, I want to say. and might be yesterday. I, I, I'm, I'm still catching up on my podcast. Uh, but uh, definitely check that out. I'm, I'm coming up pretty soon with my preview and my look at the Orlando Magic. So definitely check that out. Download Locked On NBA today. Um, the Orlando Magic taking on the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, and and the penultimate game of of the preseason. A lot of coaches do like to use this sort of as a dress rehearsal, and really, the Magic use Monday's game and Wednesday's game to kind of up player minutes and and, and get them a little bit more playing time. On uh, the Magic, seeing guys up around twenty five minutes, unfortunately, kind of the nature of the game kept minutes down. Uh, but this is one of the probably one of the last times the Magic are going to get a chance to to get a dry run in before the games start counting. And if that's the case, if that's the case that that this game is the one that that you circled as the dress rehearsal, as the checkup on where the Magic are, you have to feel pretty good. In fact, you have to feel really good. And I imagine Coach Steve Clifford really liked what he saw from the Orlando Magic on Wednesday night. Outside of an overabundance of fouling and an overabundance of missing free throws, the Magic did whatever they wanted against the Memphis Grizzlies on both ends of the floor. They Dominant might be too strong of a word, but they were solid, consistent, and, and good all around. They forced turnovers. They got out in transition. They did not give up any offensive rebounds. Only one offensive rebound for the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies shot worse than 40% for much of the game, finishing at 41.3% for the game, 7 for 26 from beyond the arc. Orlando 
had 26 assists on 36 field goal makes. They had balance. Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon leading the team with 15 points. Melvin Frazier Jr. coming off the bench to score 10. Bunch of guys at 9. Jarrell Martin, Jaron Grant, Grant at 9. Nick, Evan Fournier at 8. Nikola Vucevic at 7. DJ Augustin at 7. It's a balanced scoring effort that saw the Magic just kind of get wherever they wherever the ball needed to go, it went. It didn't bounce past Aaron Gordon for two-handed jam. Uh, uh, a, a kick out to a three-point shooter, whether it was Jonathan Isaac, just just transition, creating a, a, a flowing offense. Players didn't force anything. Everything felt very natural and within the course of the offense. Memphis just didn't put up much of a resistance. And on defense, Orlando did put up that resistance. They did force Memphis into holes and into traps. They did. They they scrambled really well. They challenged and contested shots, and and most importantly, they secured. Every single rebound, save for one. This was an extremely impressive performance for a preseason game, mind you. A, a performance that really made the Magic look exactly how they want to play. You know, a disciplined style where they don't make a ton of mistakes. Orlando committing 13 turnovers, probably a bit much, but nothing too crazy. After an early spate of fouls, the Magic only commit only gave up 22 free throw attempts. It all just added up to a, just a really good performance for Orlando. A, a comforting performance for Orlando. All without Mobamba and Jonathan Simmons in the lineup. If Orlando plays like they did Wednesday night, next Wednesday, when the regular season begins, they're going to compete and have a chance to win a lot of games this year. I'm not afraid to say that. Wednesday night was exactly how the Magic want to play. And you could see the buy-in. You could see the confidence growing as that game went on. Orlando started off okay. But the second quarter kicked in. Bench unit came in with Jaron Grant, with Ken Birch, filling in for Mobamba, with Melvin Frazier, with Wessa Wundu. They came in and started to put the screws on. And when the starters came back in, they didn't let up. They kept the pressure on through transition play and through their defense. That's the formula. That's how the Magic are going to be successful this year. That's how the Magic grow and buy into the system. They not only play that way, but they see success, and and dominant success at that. Memphis, again, shooting only 41.3% from the floor. Orlando holding as much as a 27-point lead. Now, did Memphis treat this as a dress rehearsal? Arguable that they did. Marcus Ole playing thirty, playing almost thirty minutes. Mike Conley playing thirty minutes. Their two best players doing a decent job. Mike Conley shooting nine for fourteen. Marcus Ole only two for nine. They'll round themselves into form. I don't think anyone's worried about them. They didn't look particularly good though, and I don't think Memphis is projected to be uh, anything special this year either. But Orlando still took care of business. There's something to that. Something that, you know, maybe they struggled a little bit Monday um, to do, um, execution-wise and, and making shots-wise. But the energy and effort were there, and it was rewarded. The, the attention to detail was there, and it was rewarded. And that part is important as you start to build things up. Now, the trick is always to do it again. Um, the, the, the old saying, momentum is the next day's pitcher. 
You're only as good as your next game. You can throw away everything you've gained very quickly. And it's not clear if Clifford's going to what strategy Clifford's going to use Saturday or on Friday against the Spurs. But clearly the Magic are on the right track. Clearly the Magic have figured some things out. And clearly Orlando is closer to ready for the regular season than we all thought. And there's a big reason why Wednesday looked a little bit different. We'll dive into that in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But first, I do want to go through the box score just a little bit. Uh, uh, just comment briefly on some players. Um, of course, Aaron Gordon, 15 points, 7 for 13 shooting, 5 rebounds for him. Um, the last two games especially, really last three games, so I guess we can count Flamengo, Gordon is not giving in to that sense of dribbling around and isolating anymore. He, he's really playing within the offense, really playing within himself, and really doing a lot of really good things overall. Uh, I am very impressed with Aaron Gordon throughout the course of this preseason. I think I think that first preseason game, he struggled a little bit. Coach probably got on him and, and, and talked to him about it. And he really seems to be getting what he needs to do to have a successful season. Because he scored 15 points, it felt like, on Wednesday, without really much effort. He had one one isolation move, a really nice one, um, that, that scored. But he had another one where, what was more impressive to me, he had another one where he started a move, it didn't work, and he kicked it back out and got the ball moving again. The thing that's really been impressive about Gordon, uh, at least in Wednesday's game, and I, and I think it's been this case throughout the entire preseason, how much better he is moving without the ball. How he can be a threat as a cutter and slasher. And that's really, I think, where his role is best. A three-point shot keeps him honest. They got to stay up on you, and that's when you blow by them with the backdoor cut or, or, or a cut, uh, cut to a screen, to a flare screen or a flex screen. And Gordon did that masterfully throughout the entire game on Wednesday. He had one inbounds play where he rubbed perfectly off of Nikola Vucevic's shoulder, curled around him, got the inbounds, and finished with a two-handed jam. Had another one where he picked up a flex cut, caught the ball, turned around, and fired a, a, a mid-range jumper, but in complete rhythm, completely open, um, just a really good read, a good feel for the game. And, and he'll still take some of those mid-range jumpers that, that I know fans don't like. And his three-point shot is better, but still a bit inconsistent. One for four in this game. But I, I'm really loving how Aaron Gordon is playing overall. I think that he is moving in the absolute right direction for him. Jonathan Isaac, 15 points, four for five shooting, two for two from beyond the arc, eight rebounds, two steals, one block. We'll talk more about him in just a moment, but... Kid's playing really, really well. We'll talk again. I'll talk more in depth about him in a moment, so I'll leave that to that. Uh, Evan Fournier, eight points, three for ten shooting, one for five from beyond the arc. Hit his first couple shots, four assists for him as well. Hit his first couple shots and then just went ice cold again. He's really struggling to get a shot going, but 
Generally, I like his shot selection. I think there's a few that he shoots a little bit off balance, off of cuts and screens. Um, but overall, I like Fournier's shot selection. I have confidence that those will fall. Going through a little bit of a slump here in preseason, not the biggest deal in the world, I think. I think he'll figure it out by the time the show counts again. Nikola Vucevic kind of coming back down to earth. Seven points, 11 rebounds, three assists, three for 10 shooting. Not again, not worried about Vucevic. He's had a really fantastic preseason, did a good job moving the ball, good job passing the ball. Magic are playing a lot through him, and, and he has delivered for them. No reason to uh, let this game be anything more than it is, which is an outlier. Um, just miss some shots that he normally makes, and so you move on. You, you, you know it's a preseason game, so you don't worry too much about it. D.J. Augustin, 7.6 assists, 2 for 6 from the floor. Um, I, you know, D.J. was good. Um, D.J. was D.J. I, I mean, I think, you know, you expect the shooting to be a little bit better, but overall, this is a consistent stat line for him. 1 for 4 from the foul line is the only thing you, you really worry about there. Jarrell Martin had his had a really nice game. 9 points, 3 for 6 shooting, 2 for 2 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds. Um, jumper is a lot further along and a lot better than I think it was even last year with Martin. Um, you know, I think that's 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 a big thing for him being able to space the floor. Jaron Grant, nine points, three for eight shooting, five rebounds, three assists. Um, a lot of his stats kind of tanked a little bit in the fourth quarter. He's forcing things a little bit too much in that quarter. But otherwise, he was exactly the Jaron Grant that you remember from Notre Dame, um, That the Jaron Grant that a lot of teams thought they were drafting. And plus, he was making some shots. Um, Jaron Grant, the last two games especially, has played fantastically well. Um, I think that he is uh, looking to be a really key player for this team, a really interesting player. Um, and, and, and I had some thoughts that Isaiah Briscoe might be able to pass him in the depth chart. I think that's been put to rest. I think, you know, we'll see. But we all suspected that when the Magic struggle, they'll think about putting Jaron Grant in the starting lineup, and I think that he's showing himself ready for that opportunity. Melvin Frazier Jr. with 10 points, 3 for 5, shooting 4 for 6 from the foul line, 4 rebounds for him. Um, beginning to show a little bit of expansion in his game. I I, I do like uh, what Frazier's done. Um, consistent defensive player, consist, uh, getting to be a more consistent offensive player, just has to hit that jumper. And he'll go as far as his jumper goes. Like, Wessel Wundu's the same way. Six points, two for five shooting for him. He missed some jumpers that he needs to make. Um, but obviously, opportunities are small, so you don't try to overreact. It's, it's a long season. And both players have, have shown a lot of improvement on their shot, and, and I think both players will continue to fight for playing time. Finally, Ken Birch, eight points, four for four shooting, five rebounds, playing in Mohamed Bamba's stead. Um, was a usual solid brick wall defensively. Um, I thought he was he was fine. He was pretty good defensively. Again, I, I think we remember how good he was a little bit um, better than, than we think he is. He's still very good, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, he's sometimes a little bit late, sometimes, you know, not the best, not the greatest rim protector in the world. Um, as far as verticality goes, but but a, a solid defender nonetheless, and, and a guy who should be playing somewhere on an NBA team. I mean, he should be getting minutes, and, and, and it's going to be tough to find him minutes here in Orlando. The Orlando Magic uh, end up shooting 45% from the floor, 10 for 30 from beyond the arc, 20 for 40 from the foul line. This game could have really been a blowout if the Magic had made their free throws, uh, but overall can't complain. 12 offensive rebounds, they hold Memphis to 41.3% shooting, 7 for 26 from beyond the arc, one offensive rebound. Again, I'll repeat that. One offensive rebound, nine fast break points, two big emphasis for the Magic defensively. They locked down the glass. They prevented transition opportunities. They won the game running away. 102 to 86, the final for the Orlando Magic, their penultimate preseason game. They'll take on the San Antonio Spurs Friday at the Amway Center in their preseason finale. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, um, big day for Jonathan Isaac coming back from the ankle injury he suffered last week. Um, it, It wasn't a serious injury. He was still practicing a little bit, finally back into contact. The Magic weren't concerned. They were just holding him out as a precaution. No reason to let an injury linger or get worse at this early stage of the season. But he went back out there on a little bit of a minutes restriction, and he made a real impact, a real clear impact. Um, One that, you know, isn't just the fact that he was the team's leading scorer with 15 points or tied for the team's leading scorer with 15 points. But he made an impact in... Just the way, just his presence on the floor, the way that he plays, uh, and just overall, just just how he's developed. It's clear he has gotten a lot better, but it's also clear that he's still someone that treasures fitting in, that treasures doing whatever the team needs from him in the moment. That he isn't going to be a player that forces things. If if the drive isn't there, if the shot isn't there. He's not going to take it. He's going to move it to the next guy and find another way to contribute. Aaron Gordon, after the game, when asked about Isaac and what he does defensively, said, you know, he just makes our, I mean, he pretty much said, he makes our job a little bit easier. I mean, we can relax, not relax a little bit, but he takes the pressure off because he can recover so quickly. He can be in the right spot so quickly and get back to his man. He can cover for so many people. That doesn't absolve anyone of responsibility and force Isaac to kind of be the roamer, you know, running around. But it's an obvious benefit to this team. And Isaac had a great block on Shelvin Mack that started a fast break. Um, He had a couple of deflections. He had a couple of, of plays where he cut off the baseline and just made it really hard for the Memphis offense to operate. And, and everyone's level seemed to come up. Steve Clifford, after the game, uh, really praised Isaac and his defensive build defensive ability. He really praised um, you know, how Isaac played the game, just kind of within himself, not trying to force anything again, and then just his team defense and defensive IQ. There may not be, a be- and these are my words, there may not be a better defender on this Magic team than, than Jonathan Isaac, and, and as I've told everyone that they would care to listen, I think Isaac's going to be an all-defensive first-team player at some point. The seeds are getting planted right now. Now, obviously, he has to stay healthy, Magic have to win to do that as well. But he has to stay healthy. Uh, he has to continue to work and, and commit to himself to the defensive end, which by all accounts, he seems like he is ready and willing to do. The, the Magic, obviously, need Jonathan Isaac out there. They can do things defensively with him on the floor that they can't do with anyone else. Not with Mo Bamba, not with Aaron Gordon, not with Jonathan Simmons. He just makes life harder for the opponents and easier for his teammates. On both ends, really, but defensively especially. And that is an invaluable tool. And Wednesday's game really proved that. Proved just how valuable Isaac can be to this team. Just how 
big, pun intended, how big he is to making this defense kind of click into place. It's, it, you know, it, it, it's hard to put it all on this one guy because, you know, the, the, the numbers last year obviously showed that, that the Magic were best defensively with Isaac on the floor. This game, you know, the, the Grizzlies had a 91 defense, offensive rating with Isaac on the floor. That was actually the worst among starters. But still an impressive defensive number for any lineup. And, and Isaac just has this second nature about him about how to play defense, where to be on the floor, how to get the deflection, how to get the block, how to get the steal. That again, just makes it all easier for everyone else to to play defense and to get up into their man. He is central to this whole puzzle. He is central to this whole team. And having him back on the floor proved that as much as anything. Having him back on the floor showed showed that he can really change this team's outlook and get them exactly where they need to be. Obviously, it's just preseason. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. And Isaac still has a long way to go, especially offensively. And you honestly want to see him be a little bit more assertive offensively. Not so passive. It's a criticism of his coming out of Florida State. But he's getting there. And Wednesday, honestly, was a big step. We'll see how he feels heading into practice Thursday, playing on Friday. Then the real show begins, and we know just how big Isaac can be. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Find the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic, and like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at Melvin Frazier and how he's played during the Summer League, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That post will be up at about noon. And for and always follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 